Friends, welcome to Modern Dadhood. We say it's an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. My name's Adam Flaherty. I'm a dad of two daughters who are nine and six. And if you're new to Modern Dadhood, welcome. We have dozens of episodes, uh, over 80 in fact, on so many fatherhood-adjacent topics featuring so many amazing guests. Some of them are well-known, some of them are not. And I invite you to browse those episodes at moderndadhood.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, please consider subscribing and leaving us a short review and a rating as well. Also, if you run into a friend this weekend who happens to be a parent, please let them know about Modern Dadhood. Word of mouth is huge for us, so tell them you found something interesting that they might relate to. I'm typically joined here by my friend and co-host Mark Checkett, but life has gotten a little bit in the way. We've both been a little preoccupied lately, so for our returning listeners, our friends of the show, I apologize for that, and I promise we're going to be back with you very soon. We've got some great guests lined up and some awesome topics we're going to be covering, so please stick with us and be patient, and uh, we will be back on track very soon. All right, so it was Mother's Day recently, and Mark and I tried to coordinate another mom takeover episode for friends of the show. You'll remember a couple of Mother's Days ago, we turned it over to our wives, my wife Sarah, Mark's wife Jamie, and we let them just sort of run the show however they wanted to. And it was a great episode. We really wanted to do something like that again. But because things have been so busy, we just weren't able to pull it off, which was a bummer. But we do want to honor all of the moms out there and give some praise and some gratitude and well-deserved attention to our wives. And we want to say thank you to all the moms. And so what we're going to do now is revisit the Mom Takeover episode featuring Sarah Flaherty and Jamie Checkett and just say thank you so much to all of the moms. This was episode 45 and it came out on June 4th, 2021. Enjoy. Right. Well, here we go. Here we go. This is the mom takeover. The mom takeover. <laughs> Just what we were wanting for Mother's Day. <laughs> here, do some work. Yeah, right. Here we, we are. are. Modern dadhood. Modern momhood. Modern momhood. Modern dadhood is an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. We're the moms that go with the dads. And we were told that it's a mom takeover episode. (laughs) I'm Jamie. I am Mark's wife. We have the crazy twins. (laughs) (laughs) The toddler twins, three-year-old twins. Mm -hmm. And I'm Sarah, and I am Adam's wife, and we have two girls that are seven and four. Did you know about the mom takeover before you heard it? I did not. Mark said, oh, we have this fun idea. (laughs) You and Sarah can take over the podcast for Mm -hmm, an episode. mm -hmm. And I thought, "Okay, all right, sure, we'll do that. Yeah, I didn't know about this either until I have a couple of colleagues that are regular (laughs) listeners and got a a Slack message the morning at like 8 a.m. the morning of the last episode release. It said, hey, can't wait to hear you on the podcast. And I went. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is that's that's fine. But you know what? Okay. We really can't complain because Adam and Mark are upstairs watching all of our kids. Mm-hmm. So really, mm-hmm. the best part is that we're just chilling, yeah, kid free. Some time off. Yeah, time off is good. <laughs> so I guess this episode, the guys thought a good idea was to put some little prompt questions in a bowl, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna pick them out of the hat like that. And okay. What's a mom myth that grinds your gears? <laughs> grinds my gears. <clears throat> a mom myth. It's mm. not really a mom myth, but 
One thing I don't love about like modern momhood mm-hmm. is like Pinterest and social mm-hmm. media, like mm-hmm. creating this standard. I mean, yes, yes, everybody knows like social media is just like the highlight reel right. of everybody's life. <clears throat> but like, I do not want to throw like a themed birthday party. Yes. I don't want to make special cookies. Yes. I don't want to make special fa- like that's just not I'm not crafty. Yep. I love my kids. I will, you know, cut off a finger for my children, but like I don't know. Like the theme of a birthday party is all, at our house is always just birthday party. Yeah. And- that's a really good answer, I think. Like when the boys turned one, like, you know, we had a cupcake. Like that's <laughs> what we did. And right. like, you know, so and not to it's fine to have a big party. I just mm-hmm. that's not Kind mm-hmm. of like what, how we feel about that either. Yeah. I have friends who do it and are great at it yeah. and enjoy it. Right. Not me. Yeah. It's just not um, me. I was a little sad this year with COVID, though, because mm-hmm. our boys turned three in February. And it was really their first, you know, when you're they turn one, they turn two. They're still pretty small. But this mm-hmm. was their first birthday part of birthday that they would have enjoyed probably mm-hmm. to have like a couple friends over and a cake or something like yeah. that. And then we couldn't do that. But that's fine. There will be many more years for it. Mm-hmm. So here's a mom myth for you. So, you know, you always hear this expression of, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. But my kid smiles at me and it makes it all worth it and I want to go no it doesn't it just doesn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and Mark and I had a conversation early on when the boys were small about that about you know it makes it all worth you know it's all worth it Mm -hmm. in the end and and really the reality is kind of more of like there's room for both of those things to exist Mm -hmm. when you have those precious wonderful moments with them it's not that it feels worth it. It's just that that's a wonderful experience. Right. Right. And then you have the other experience where you want to just scream and Mm -hmm. run away. And both of those things can be true. And it's not that it makes it worth it or not worth it. It's just, that's the experience of it. Right. So I, that's just one of those sayings that like really uh, gets me. It like takes your life to new extremes. Mm -hmm. Like it's more, there's this like, pure love and like absolute devotion that you are just like wired to this other Mm -hmm. being and it's incredible and it's like I remember hearing somewhere you know when you have a kid it's like you're living in this house and you've like opened a door to this room that you never knew was there yeah it's like oh this is a whole new level of like the human experience this is incredible that's true but yeah, there's also this like I've never been more tired. I've never been more like aware of the limitations of my energy, like mm-hmm. my emotions, my patience. patience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And <laughs> I guess that's one good thing about like a social media or the internet or something in the age we live in is like it is easier to connect with people and hear people's like honest experiences of like, yeah, yeah this is really hard yeah. and that's it, kind of normal. Right. Yeah, that's very true. And I think it is. It's such a double edged sword with the social media. There definitely are some benefits to it. I mean, I actually remember early on when I really struggled with the boys when they were infants and I had just a really hard time and there were some like twin pages, um, Twiniversity was the one in particular. Mm-hmm. And it was really helpful for me to hear other people's stories, yeah. um, having twins specifically, because I didn't know anyone that had tw- or closely that really mm-hmm. had twins. But then, yeah, the, the, there's the whole other side, the dark side of the Internet and the, yeah. the social media. So, yeah, it it's good and bad, I guess. Yeah. Same yeah. here. I I was in a mom Facebook group. Well, I'm still in it. I'm just right. not that active anymore. When our oldest was a baby. And I remember going back to work, you know, after my like 10 or 12 weeks of leave and being like, who do I talk to now? Like who, like Helped on leave, I had gone to like a few, you know, like mom sit in a circle and breastfeed and mm-hmm. cry and you know, whatever, <laughs> Yes, which was wonderful. Cause it was like, okay, I'm not alone. And going back to work was like, who do I ask? Like rant stuff that wouldn't rise to the importance of like call a doctor, but like right. 
is this normal? What about this? You know, what do I do right. with this? Because, and because at work, there weren't a lot of young no, moms there, right? There was no young moms there. Right. And having having this group of like relatively like-minded people to just be like yeah what's the deal with this like yeah is this poop color normal like what's yeah. go- my boob hurts what's going on right like yeah was amazing did you have friends that were young parents in your kind of circle or um yeah yes yeah you did have some, some yeah. yeah and that was that was really Right. Yeah, it is hard. And I do. I remember thinking all those nights, like, you know, up in the middle of the night with the kids and um, when they're babies and I would Google so many things. Right. Mm-hmm. So many things. I'm like, I really don't. I mean, it's trite to say, but I really don't know how parents did it before. But Mm-mm. also, you know, I'm reading a book right now and they, they're talking about how the social structure of family is so different now too. Yeah. just a hundred years ago. Like you would have your mom and your grandmother right. and everything around. Yes. Um, and they pass down knowledge and hopefully wisdom and, mm-hmm. you know, and just give you a break and mm-hmm. all that stuff that yeah. the modern family mm-hmm. doesn't have as much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mark and I are planning our trip away in September. It'll be the first time in three and a half years we've yeah. ever we've been away from the kids at, at night, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it's like that's not really how a family is meant to be. Right. You're not um, on like the family commune. Yeah. Which there is. I mean, that's a good thing. Right. <laughs> probably because <laughs> I don't know how that would yeah. go if, you know, our parents were right here or, or whatnot. But, you know, there's something to be said for it and for that that loss of structure in the family mm-hmm. and the extended family, you know, being around. We've sort of just lost that a little bit. Yeah. But, I think that's another thing that's really hard on moms and dads but in like the age that we're living in is there's no like I remember hearing something that um parents now or probably moms especially are spent Mm -hmm. you like we're spending more time with our kids than parents have in generations past and we're you know and a lot of moms are working and Mm -hmm. even if you're not working outside the home you're just running you know running a house like keeping the laundry moving keeping the grocery Making, list in your head yes. of what you're running out of and what yeah, you need. And what, yeah. You know, and oh, that's like a full-time job. It and, is. It really and then is. that additional pressure to like be the stimulation and. Right. Keep them entertained. Yeah. And even if like pretty early on with our oldest real, like reading that, like basically it was okay to not be her playmate all the yes. time. And in fact, it was good for her. And right. I was like, thank God. Because I like- recently just read something like that. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yes. Yeah. Our problem is I can't leave. I don't know about your kids, but like the boys, when I we leave them alone, they just, they fight. The mm-hmm. fighting is intense. I mean, mm-hmm. and I mean, we're trying to do all the right things to help it. But yeah, this same book that I'm reading, Hunt, Gather, Parent. I don't know. Should I say that or not? Sure. I don't know. They can edit it out if not, but- That's one of the things she's like, you know, modern families like in American families in particular, Mm -hmm. you know, we play with our kids. We're we're that's not our role, really, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not Mm -hmm. we don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. We really should be doing it less. Like you say, it might even be benefit. It's beneficial. Mm -hmm. But the hardest part for me with that is, is that like I'm learning to let go of the fear of their. Oh, my God, they're going to hurt themselves or, you know, Mm -hmm. fall. And, you know, that I know I have to let go of as they get older, especially but the fighting is really tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, our girls are three years apart and they're either, I mean, sometimes they're best friends and they'll right. do stuff together. They'll play in ways that like, you know, are just not entertaining to a grown up. Like, you know, just like <laughs> yes. m- run around and make funny noises <sighs> mm-hmm. and dance and put on a show or something. And I think our our oldest right now at seven, I just I just read an article, I think it was in the New York Times the other day that was like, oh, my God, this is spot on her right now. Like very like developmentally kids at that age mm-hmm. starting to get into like very literal and like right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And like if her little sister says something that's I don't know, not true, but she's trying to like joke or entertain her. She'd be like, well, she lied. She mm. liked, and she's very like, 
it has to be done this way. It's interesting. And it was funny because I know Adam and Mark have talked about Bluey, mm-hmm. the show yes. a lot. And there was a Bluey on the other day and I heard the dad dog say to Bluey, do you want her to play with you or do you want to be right? And I was like, That's oh awesome. my God, this is spot on. <gasps> and I told funny. her that this morning, I said, if you want to be right, mm-hmm. It's going to make her upset because, mm-hmm. you know, you're very. Did she under- seem to sort of like start <laughs> to understand like that or quiet no? and was like, I think she, I think I hope she was kind of like pondering it. So she probably was. We'll see. Yeah. Like they're always more capable of processing things than mm-hmm. you even really think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Well, new question. Question. Share a recent parenting aha moment. I have one, I think we've sort of been, well, we're all, I'm always examining the way I parent Mm -hmm. and we parent and I'm a little obsessive about it. Mark would probably just say, let it go a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's probably true. But so one of the things recently I think I've noticed, or I've, I've been trying to do is just talk a lot less Mm -hmm. to them. I don't need to be filling in the space with talking and, hey, boys, what do you want to do? And, oh, look at the sun. It's so And I, you know, there's time and place for that. And the first morning, because I had read about this concept, and then the first morning I tried it, it was like amazing miracle. Like when I woke up in the morning and went into their room, I really just stayed super calm. I didn't really, I was just like, hi, good morning. And it was such a quiet morning. There were even there were actual moments of quiet in the house while the boys were eating their breakfast, which I can tell you never mm-hmm. like would happen. Mm-hmm. They would always be going. And so that that was kind of a revelation to me. I had and it was so much more about my inner state, too. Yeah. And that's another recent thing, which I've known this for a while, but it's obviously really hard to control that the more calm you are, the more calm they are. Mm-hmm. It sounds so easy, but it it can be mm-hmm. so hard to yeah. to really start to practice that. So I need to know more. Like, did do like okay? If you gave them an instruction, mm-hmm. and what if they didn't do it? <laughs> well, <laughs> so I'm I keep talking about this one book that I read, but it has been because there's so many things in it. And if if this gets in the episode, there's a little controversy some around this book because she goes into different, um, she goes into like an Inuit culture and a Mayan culture and, you know, these Uh different worlds. And, you know, there's some criticism that she's turning these uh, other cultures into gods. And then that's, I disagree with that criticism. I think she's very kind and considerate. And I think you can tell she cares about these people. But anyway, as far as the not the not talking and the things like instruction. So I have so many good moments that uh, that were like, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happens. Like one that sticks out to me the first time I really put this into action. So instead of like just saying, put your shoes away or don't do that or Mm -hmm. stop playing that, um, she says, you tell them the consequence and then let them make the decision. So the boys were starting to ride their bikes. They were headed towards the street and you normal me would be like, boy, stop, don't go, you, you know, stop it. Wait right there. Mm-hmm. So instead I just said, remember, boys, if you go into the street, you could get hit by a car and didn't run after them and didn't say a word. And they both sort of stopped and they kept going. They turned around and smiled at me and they just both turned right back around and came back down the driveway. And I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> and like another good example was we were leaving daycare And one of the boys dropped their water bottle. And normally I would probably either just pick it up for him or say, William, pick up your water bottle. What I did instead was just say, oh, you dropped your water bottle. And then I just kept walking to the car (laughs) like nothing. And it's I don't do it mean. It's not mean. Mm -hmm. It's it's just very matter of fact. Just observation. Just observation. And he you he turned around and he went and he picked up his water bottle and just followed me. I was like, this is some voodoo magic that's happening. Yeah. However, the past week has been really hard. So, you know, that's, and that's an aha moment in in and of itself. Right. That like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I figured it out. This is what we need to do. And then it works for a week and then it doesn't. And the idea I like behind it too, is that the whole point is like to get them to think because they have to think, Oh, do I want to go into the, road and get hit by a car or Mm -hmm. 
you know, oh, maybe if I leave my water there, then I won't have it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's getting them to take Mm -hmm. control, I guess. I can't wait to try that. That sounds you should. I don't know. I found the book. There's some things in it, too. Can I tell you one more? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. so there's some things in the book. When I was reading it, I'm like, that is not I don't like that. That's really weird. A couple times. Right. So this one was that in the Inuit culture, they will often draw on the child's uh, desire to be a, you know, a big girl, a big Mm -hmm. kid, a big boy. Right. So they talk about kind of saying to the kids like, oh, are you being a baby? But not in a mean like, oh, you baby way. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just it's more of like, again, it's a fact. Right. Oh, that's what babies do. Mm -hmm. So the first time I pulled this out. So it was one of these quieter mornings that I had had with the boys when I because I usually get them up in the morning for the most part. I went to get something out of a higher closet and William says, oh, I see something. (laughs) And so they had seen sippy cups, old sippy cups up there, which the boys are too old for those really now. So we don't really use them, but they're still there. Mm -hmm. So I was as soon as I heard him say it, you know, my internal was like, oh, he's going to want the sippy cup. It's Mm going to be a fight. I don't want to give it to him. And (laughs) normally I would have that's how it would have gone. Right. I'd be like, buddy, you can't have that. It's not your no, that's not for you right now. You're having big boy cup, Mm -hmm. you know. So I just turned and I said, I, I stopped. That's another thing it's teaching me, right? It's just to stop for a minute before you even say anything back, right? And so I just said, sippy cups? Sippy cups are babies. You're not babies anymore, are you? And they just like, yeah, yeah, we want our sippy cup. And I was like, okay. And so instead of like fighting, I just said, oh, okay. You're, if you want to be like a baby, sure. Here's your sippy cup. Long story short, a minute into it, they both said, I don't, I don't want this anymore. I want my, my cup. I want my big boy cup. And are you like, like, oh my God. Yes. Because it would have been a fight. It would have been a struggle for Mm -hmm. sure. I just used it again this morning. The boys weren't cleaning up and there was these pom-poms that they play with and they were everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I was getting really frustrated. And I just, I I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm like, I was like, boys, you know, when you were little babies, I had to clean up after you all the time Mm -hmm. because you couldn't do anything so I'm going to pick up these these pom-poms and I would love for you to help me. A second later, Oliver goes, I'm going to help you pick those up. And he goes, we're going to do teamwork and get this yes. done. And I was like, it's amazing. What? This morning, a little bit similar. Our younger daughter said that when the boys were here, she really wanted to show them her room. And typically, like in the morning as I'm getting ready, I'll go into their rooms, like open the shades, maybe pull up their blankets, you know, just do like a really Mm -hmm. basic pickup. And this morning I thought, I don't really want to do that. And then, and when she said that, I said, okay, if you want the boys to see your room, you have to make your bed and Mm -hmm. and pick it up. Okay. So she went into her room and she did it. And it's like so simple, but it's like, normally I would just do it because I want it to be a little Mm -hmm. neater and I don't Mm -hmm. want it to be a battle. Yes. But it was like, Okay, that was a nice little incentive. Yeah. And she wanted to be able to show the boys her room. Yeah. So she did it. And that was her self motivation mm-hmm. to do it. And then it, she was super nice. proud. Yeah. Come see, come see mm-hmm. my room, come see my room. Yeah. I had this isn't a, a recent aha moment, but I had this one moment that was like kind of like what you're describing where you try something and it works and you're like, what is this yeah. witchcraft? <laughs> yes. So It was probably, I think it was three years ago, our oldest had just turned four and our youngest was almost one. And we went to Disney World, which seems like crazy. Like, yes, normally I would be like, this is not like, why would you take a one year old to Disney? Like, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. You have to fly. But um, Adam's parents were going to be in Florida for the month. And he said, you know, it'd be really awesome to to go to Disney when my parents could go with us, you know, it would really mean a lot to them. And I think we'd all love it. So, okay. All right. So we decided to do it. I just, the whole time I said, I'm just going to keep my expectations super low, you know, whatever we do, fine, whatever we don't find. So we had the first day we went to the magic kingdom and it's exhausting, right? Like it's overstimulating. It's crowded. It's hot. It's a lot for like a grown human Mm -hmm. adult. So the second morning, 
we got up and our, our older daughter who was four, she, we were renting a house with his parents and they, and she came into our room and was like, I want to go home today. I don't want to go back to Disney world. And I'm like, well, shit, like (laughs) we're here, you know, like we're here for several more days. And I remember having read something that was like, you know, basically a lot like another one of those things. that's like, oh, this is common sense. But like, you know, your instinct is to like make something better for your kids. So you're like, my instinct is to be like, but it's going to be fun. And Mm -hmm. maybe we'll see a princess. And, you know, it's. And we can't, we just got here. We we can't go home. And, but whatever this article or whatever had said was just to like, just like, like, don't try to solve it. Just right. let them like feel Experience their feelings. That. And mm-hmm. so she sat on the bed with me and she was a little bit teary and just like, I totally got it. I was like, yeah, that's a, it's a long day. Right. You're four. Yeah. Like it's a lot, but I just, I didn't say anything. I said, Yeah. Yeah, I I understand. And I sat with her and she kind of cried for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And then she just went, okay, let's go. Really? (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) And we went and we had a great day. And it was. See, and that's such a great example, too. Yeah. yeah. I could not. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I've been trying to do that more, too. And it is, it's, it's hard. It's not your first like mom or dad, maybe mm-hmm. instinct, you know, you do, you want to like make it better or like, right. wait, but look at this thing. Let's yeah. make it better here. What is going to be fun. And yeah. it's like, just acknowledge that feeling. Yeah. And, and that does definitely help sometimes. Yeah. I've been reading this book too. It's how to talk. So little, little kids, kids will listen. listen. Yes. I have it. And I yes. literally just got it out this morning. Cause like, Oh, I'm going to read this one next. Cause I've been reading so yeah. many, but, you know, and you take some from here and here. So yes, yep. that, that sounds like, did, is that where that came from or no? No, but it's, it's a similar sort of approach. Mm-hmm. And they, and one of the examples early in the book was, was sort of about that. Like, you don't need to like make it better, better. or like solve it for yeah. your kids. And it was talking about like, well, think about how you as an adult yes. feel if you yes. went to work and we were like, yep. you know, I'm just really tired today. Like, I don't want to be here. And your colleague was, was like, like, oh, but look. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, well, you should be grateful you have a job and you like it yeah. here. You know, you know, the people are great. You're going to be fine. Just, yep. oh, you know, it's <laughs> so like, true. Shut up. Yes, like, exactly. Which is what like, our kids oh, think. Yeah, does. yeah. Okay. It's very true. And that is in this book, too, just the idea of like, or maybe it wasn't. It was I think it was Janet Lansbury podcast, maybe that was saying this was like, don't do anything to your kids in a way that you don't treat them in a way you wouldn't mm-hmm. treat an adult, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, kids are kids and they have their place and you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's a perfect example of it. The yeah. work work friend, if they spoke to you like that yeah. in that situation, or this is maybe cliche to say this is a man, man, woman thing. or But I feel like a lot of times Mark or men in general, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's sexist. But, um, you know, if I'm upset, like, I don't really always need you to fix it. I just yep. need you to, like, listen to me cry or yep. listen to me. Like, yesterday I had a really, like, out of nowhere, really hard day and was, like, really sad about the kids and thinking like it was just so hard. It's just Mm -hmm. so hard and stressful. And Mark was really great. Actually, he didn't do that where he tried to fix it. He really was just like, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. And Mm -hmm. he was like, let's go somewhere and get out of the house to just shake shake you out of it. And that was exactly what I needed. And it was kind of, it was actually really interesting for me to go through that as I'm reading about the boys right now and the emotions and things and emotional regulation, which I really was not taught very well. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even really start working on that myself until my early twenties, like Mm -hmm. really focusing on that. I had a big temper and stuff. Um, but that was interesting to go through yesterday because that's what the kids go Mm -hmm. through. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though to you, they're upset because their shoe won't go on or their pencil broke. It seems trivial, but to Mm -hmm. them it's not. And like, even in that moment yesterday, I I couldn't even fully pinpoint why I got so upset, but I just, I just did. It just Mm -hmm. came over me. Mm -hmm. Good job, Mark, for supporting you. It doesn't always go that way, Yeah, yeah. but yesterday was good. Well, I just wanted to share one thing that Adam did recently, which was really great. Um, and so this, so this episode was, I guess, sort of inspired by Mother's Day. Right. And so 
it was like a few days before Mother's Day. And Adam was like, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? And in my head, I was like, I don't, I don't want to plan it. Like, I don't, Mm. I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes I totally get that like decision fatigue of Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I like, you know, of course, like we both are pretty equal in like, whatever, meal planning or just like keep making decisions to keep things running. But um, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Can you just like, I don't, I don't, I can't figure it out right now or something. And the girls were nearby and he goes, okay, girls, what I'm hearing from mommy is she wants us to plan some things that would be nice, nice. for her. And I was like, perfect. Yes. Was like, that was well perfect, done. Adam. Oh, yeah. So that was like a little kudos. Yeah. Good job. Right. And that, that too, like, that's great. Like if you kind of say that from kids like mm-hmm. or to kids okay what I'm hearing from you right now is mm-hmm. that's really interesting very enlightening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what would make modern dadhood a better podcast oh, Lord. definitely not having us on more yeah <laughs> no I'm just kidding I like maybe it's because it's our own kids t- and own families but I like the like the ending segments. Yeah. Like the funny things the kids say or the confessions. Yes. I always laugh. Well, I obviously the guys always say, right, they're not experts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always like to hear people's really s- specific examples of their experiences with kids because I want to learn something about how to better handle mm-hmm. <laughs> our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be good. Another one? Let's move on. Okay. Should we see if there's should one? Should we dump our bowl out? Do I don't yeah, know. What do you think? Or, or do, should we pick more or just dump it out? Or what do you think? Or just go through out. them? Yeah. Yeah. Go through them. Dump them out. Sure. <laughs> Got any momhood confessions? Uh, Let me think about that for a second. I think there was a version of this already on the podcast. Maybe my big one is like if I'm eating something and the boys ask for a bite, I search on my plate for the worst bite to give them (laughs) and keep the good ones for myself. Yeah. Was it Mark's that he says it's spicy? Yeah, he'll say (laughs) yes, because we eat a lot of spicy food. So that's Mm -hmm. often true. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good fake out, too. I can't think of it. I know. They're like, you find them in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, right. What is a dad trope or stereotype that you find totally true or one that you feel is a myth? Uh, That's a good question. Can you think of anything? Um... I don't know if this is a dad... I mean, it's probably like a mom thing, too. Like, a parent thing is that, like... I think you do sort of for better or worse, like become your parents or like parts of your parents, unless it's like, unless you consciously are like, okay, I'm not right doing that. But some of it's going to creep in inevitably. Yeah, yeah. And I think one thing that it has like, okay, like it's sort of the stereotype or the cultural like history in like American parenting that the dad is like, less involved or you know goes right. to work and the mom runs the household but I think like I think for Adam growing up it wasn't necessarily that way all mm-hmm. the time so you know he had as a model like a a father who did a lot of the like household stuff and like I'm just grateful that he grew up with a model of a father that was not like caretaking's not my business yeah or, the kids are not my I work and I come home and that's my chief job right you know yeah, and that's interesting because I'd say Mark's dad, who was a wonderful man, um, they fell into those stereotypical roles a little bit more, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but at the same time, his dad was involved and super hardworking and mm-hmm. taught Mark and all the kids like a good work ethic and mm-hmm. didn't spoil them. And, yeah. you know, they were really good parents, I th- I think, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mark is pretty is very involved. But still, the women just do so much more. Right. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Even if it's not physical, it's in your, like, yes. it's the mental. Yes. Like, yes. you know, but anyway. I, I won't no, and, and 
Adam is a great partner and father, but sometimes they're like, like I usually do. I manage all like the girls laundry and mm-hmm. clothing and like switching out sizes and, and seasonal stuff. Oh, yeah. And like, Mark's, I don't think I've ever done any of that. Yeah. And that's kind of fine because that's an area where I'm like, no, no, I just, uh, well, just, I'll do it, you and, know. <laughs> and that's what Mark would tell you. It's because I'm controlling and I want things done a certain way. And there's certainly some truth there's in that. Some truth Sorry, in that. it's true, Mark. Yes, yes. Like, or there's been times, and again, I can't really complain, but like where especially when the girls were younger and like it was really important to have like certain things in the diaper bag. Right. And we'd get somewhere and you know, and he would have packed the bag and be like, okay, all right, I'm gonna change your diaper. Like uh, are there any are there wipes in the bag? Oh, I I thought so. Yeah. Well, did you check? No, I just sort of assumed. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. That's, that okay. sounds cool. a little cool. familiar. Oh, this one's kind of funny. Has there been a time when you have felt embarrassed for your husband because of something he said or did on the podcast? Well, I wouldn't say necessarily. I was sort of embarrassed for him. I was embarrassed for myself. I don't remember exactly, but you remember when Mark started talking about William being bit by the dog and then mm-hmm. oh, I can't remember exactly what was said, but I was just the way he was talking about it was so insensitive to me. Like I was like, first of all, PETA is going to be on you for like talking about <laughs> like shooting your dog because they bit your child. Also, I felt it was extremely insensitive because so many families have to make a hard decision Mm -hmm. if they have a dog who bites or does something and then might have to put them, you know, Mm -hmm. to sleep, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't like that term, but I was like, Mark, shut up. What are you talking (laughs) about? Just stop talking about this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard because I think like in Mark's mind, like he would never do that to our to our dog. And I, I probably wouldn't either. But I also can understand the families who have to make those tough decisions. And so when he started talking about that, I was like, Oh, what are you talking about, babe? Just stop (laughs) it. (laughs) Anyway. So that was one of mine. I don't know. I don't think we've not really embarrassed, but Mm -hmm. there was something there was, I think I usually don't hear the episodes ahead of time, but I think Adam played me a segment or something. And I was like, that's, that's a little too personal. Like I think, Oh yeah. Can you just, and he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with you sharing that. And did it get taken out? mm -hmm. Then It did. Or yeah. Or like, good um, for you for speaking up. Trim down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to be too open for my own good. So I probably, I like, don't care what, it wasn't, I mean, and it wasn't about us. It was something right. about the girls that I was yeah. just like. Mm. Well, and that's true, right? You have to, I guess you have to be a little protective of that or conscious of it. Yeah. This is just hilarious. I'm sorry, but what, what how, mean? why have the kids been moody lately? <laughs> Our kids are always moody. Are your kids, kids are moody. What kind of a question? I mean, mm-hmm. whew, how do you navigate this? I mean, that's. Why? I don't, we, can, um, we don't have to answer that one. It just made me laugh. Sometimes we'll just look at each other and just say mood, mood. Mood. Uh, You know, recently, again, in thinking about when I started trying to regulate my emotions Mm -hmm. in my early 20s, I I got very into meditation and and Buddhist philosophy Mm -hmm. and that stuff helped me tremendously. But lately I've been thinking about one of our boys has a lot of, I don't know, anger, emotion. He screams, he throws. It's Mm. very, very constant and we don't know how to handle it. But I've been thinking about the, you know, the imagery of like a wave and like Mm -hmm. humming over you. So what did you just say? Mood, right? Mm -hmm. You said mood, mood. So I've been thinking like we could even help the kids. Like, like you could just say wave, a wave's coming on, a wave's coming Mm -hmm. on. Like, and the idea is like, it will come it will rise and it will go, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what happened to me when I said yesterday, I got so upset. I did almost didn't even know why. Yeah. And I, you just have to like ride that out. And that's yep. like kind of like a Buddhist, you know, principle too, yeah. is just the idea of letting that come in, experiencing it and, mm-hmm. and, and it will pass and go. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about that with the kids, like maybe just saying, here's a wave, here's a wave, yep. like to take the power away from it. Yeah. And for me, like in parenting, it's like trusting that it will go. Yes. Because when I have those days too, it's suddenly mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what am I? Yes. What am I doing wrong? Or yep. not even like, I mean, I think I'm a good parent. Right. right. But like, 
how, what can I change so that I don't feel so emotionally like mm-hmm. tapped out or like resistant to yep. what's happening. And like, usually just with like the passing of that day or a couple yep. of days, it's like, Oh, I feel better today. Feel better. Yeah. I don't know why. Yes. I just, but it's hard sometimes for me, like in a tough moment to not try to just like figure it out and solve it and like right. trust that like things will just evolve and, and yeah. like it is a different day the next day. Yeah, that's so true. Very, very true. <laughs> when you said that the we coming over like a wave just reminds me of like preparing for labor and like, oh. thinking about like <laughs> contractions and like, oh, because oh, same thing I had done with our second, I had done a lot of reading. I wanted to be like, okay, better prepared this time. Mm-hmm. And I I just had done a lot of reading about like visualization and mindfulness. Did it help? And actually it did help. It did help help a little. It did help. It also probably helped that like my body had done that before. I'm sure. Yeah. See, I completely different. I had, we had, I had a planned Mm C-section. So the boys were about four weeks early. So I, in a way, luckily, I guess, didn't have to prepare for that. And I, I still think I can't imagine. I really can't imagine mm-hmm. giving birth like that. It must be such an experience. Um, and when I first found out that I could never have kids naturally, or at least that's what, that's what the surgeon told me when I had surgery. And I was sad, you know, but then I just, then it was okay. Then I like kind of came to terms with it. It wasn't a big deal. Like after the boys were born or before? No, before. So I had like fibroids. So they had to go in and remove those. I had two surgeries. And because of the place my scarring is and my Mm -hmm. fibroids were, were, I couldn't give birth naturally because of a risk of bleed, excessive bleeding Mm -hmm. or something like that. Maybe another doctor would have told me otherwise, but I was just kind of like, okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. And then we end up having twins anyway, which already have a higher rate of C-section. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. I didn't have a C-section from twins. It was because of the fibroids. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, um, <laughs> my friend telling a story, she, she, she was like the birthing partner for her single friend who was having a baby. And mm-hmm. her friend was like this yoga instructor and super like, we're going to do this all, you know, mm-hmm. mind. And look, I'm all into that totally. But like, the experience went completely the opposite direction, like complete opposite. And my friend was like, I can't believe, you know, she didn't really go with it, you know? And I'm like, well, I can't imagine what Mm -hmm. she's going through. Mm -hmm. So, but it's just, that's, you never know what you're going to get. Right. Yeah. And if there's anything more yoga in the moment, like, right. right, You just don't know what's going to happen there. So, yeah, uh, I think all that like reading and prep and I had done like a bunch of like same thing, meditation mm -hmm. and trying to like, Less of like, okay, you know, I'm a flower opening. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it Mm-mm. was more like I needed to practice keeping my mind calm. Right. And Right, that's kind of yeah. It did help a lot, but I think if but my labor was a lot shorter the second time too. Mm-hmm. And if it had been like, you know, twelve well, hours, right. eighteen hours, like Probably the Zen wouldn't have lasted that long. I really, I moms, that's one thing that even though I'm a mom, I can't relate to that, you know, and that is, it's, it's, it's really remarkable. But same thing, like a C-section is a major surgery. Well, that's that's true. That's a whole different. Yeah. And mine was like the, I have like a long scar, the old fashioned scar. And so like, I couldn't bend over, couldn't pick up the kids for even Mm -hmm. longer. So yeah, that has its own things too. I know, but it all has, you know, there's always somebody better off. And work right. harder yeah. off and, yeah. you know, more. Right. Let's see. What about what's we something got. you should never say to a mom? Oh, it's so hard because I've heard myself say things yeah. to new yeah. moms that like I wouldn't Treasure think. Treasure every moment. Yeah. It goes so fast. Well, like that's like that's one. Like I might not say treasure every moment, but mm-hmm. yeah, it goes so fast. Cause it's just, it's true, right? It's like true, but not when you're, in but it. when you're in it, I mean, I remember just dying for my kids to be again, Google, I was Googling like, when do kids sit up? When do kids mm-hmm. sit up? Because I just wanted them to have some, like not be just blobs where mm-hmm. they waited on you for everything, you know? But I also can look back on that and be like, Oh, I didn't appreciate those early mm-hmm. days, you know? And I didn't, but that was my experience, but it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Yeah. I remember After our first was born and I think she was like nine days old and we probably hadn't had more than three consecutive hours of sleep yet. And like same thing, like being on Facebook or online and and just like trying to find like answers or advice and 
posting in some local Facebook group that was like pretty much garbage, but <laughs> like something about like, how do I get some sleep? You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Or yep. what can I do to my, to help my baby sleep? And, and, you know, somebody saying like, don't worry, like, it's going to go so fast. Like by, by like three months old, it'll be much better. And I was like, three I can't months. go three months. I remember like, thinking this that is like a week thing. and a half and yes. I am at my breaking point. Yeah. Like three months. I know. Like, uh-uh, that's not, doesn't I re- work. I remember thinking the same type thing, like, there's no way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so funny. It, it's, it's just such a trip. You just cannot know what, it, it's just such a crazy experience. There's something about when people say, like, I don't know how you do it, that kind of, I wouldn't say it bothers me, but I always think, like, well... What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Yeah. It's funny because I've actually, that's an answer I've heard. I don't know. I can't tell you where, but I've heard like people say that. Like, I hate when people say, I don't know how you do it. Mm -hmm. it." I actually, for some reason, like that because it's like for me, when people say that, I'm like, oh, I'm glad you acknowledge how friggin' hard this is. But I get your point too. And I think more moms feel like you in that regard that they, they're like, well, what am I? What choice do I have? Yeah. Run away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are good answers. In what way has having children made your marriage better or worse? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's too big of a question well, to answer. I think for us, it ultimately has made us like more solid mm-hmm. as a team and more like, yeah, we're human. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I always think it's kind of funny when women don't want their partner to see the baby be born or, you know, oh, like yeah, he's not, you know, oh, he's not yes. going to see that. Right, right, like, right, right. I get, of course I totally get that. Like, that's not mm-hmm. your best moment, but, but also I always felt like this is our child. And if like Adam wants to watch right. her come out of me, then yeah, like, fine. Like, yeah. Okay. That's like a d- diversion, but that's okay. it hasn't made it worse. But I, I remember like after, our second was born like, I don't know, six, six months in, eight months in being like, man, once again, it's hard. Like mm-hmm. with two kids, I mean, and you started with two yeah. kids. It's one to one. Yep. Just, you know, there's not a spare moment in the day for like time together, really. Yeah. And just feeling like, oh, this is why couples don't make it. Yeah. And we were never anywhere close to that, but it was just like, this is hard. I remember like bickering more, just being annoyed more. Like, yeah, but any, you put anybody through like stress and exhaustion and, and when your kids start going to school and like somebody's got a new cold every week, like Mm -hmm. it's just, it wears you down. It that's, I think that's all extremely well said because I think, yeah, I mean, has it made it better or worse? It's just it's just made it really different. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's made mm-hmm. it better. And in a lot of ways, it's made it worse. And that's mm-hmm. just the truth. I mean, but I think to what you said, it's just you're you're already at you're at your limit. Like, mm-hmm. at least I am. I feel like all the time. And I mm-hmm. think Mark is, too. And it's kind of been an interesting thing because Mark's pretty easygoing. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with anxiety and depression and things like this my whole mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. you know. And so. I've always been a little crazy, right? But Mark's been pretty stable and pretty good and pretty mm-hmm. happy and chill and relaxed. But the boys test his patience almost more than me, mm-hmm. which is I'm kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. And I guess I only bring that up just saying when you're both like at your limit, you're both tired, stressed, exhausted. Yeah. You're going to bicker. You're going to be short with each other. You're going to get mm-hmm. irritated for silly reasons. Yep. And it's just tough. And yep. in the beginning, it, I feel like almost our marriage was it felt we felt I felt really close in the beginning because I had a really hard time. I really struggled as a new mom mm-hmm. and Mark was amazing. He mm-hmm. was really, really wonderful. Yeah. And never made me feel bad for what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And that really, you know, drew me a lot closer to him. Mm-hmm. But with with two screaming toddlers, it's definitely hard because we're both annoyed and irritated like all the time yeah. with our kids, with yeah. each other and not all the time, but often. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but you have to actively say we're in this together. Yeah. This is a partnership and a yep. team thing. Yes. And like, cause one person 
can't. No. And to your point, right, you said like you can see why people don't get through this. Right. And like I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I but I also can see, you know, too, like if you can get through this, Mm -hmm. how you must be made stronger as the kids get older. And I feel like if you can weather having kids Mm -hmm. together. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably pretty special because it's hard. Yeah. And to get to a place where when your kids are or at least your youngest child is old enough that your kids can be like you're saying earlier, you can kind of step away and not like worry that somebody's going to like put pop a toy in their mouth and joke right. or like stick their hand in a socket or mm-hmm. when you have those little moments of like, oh, we just got like a little more independence. Yes. Like, oh, it's yeah. like incredible. Yeah, it really like is. Those little wins, those little like time and, you know, it's always like bittersweet of like, oh, right. You're not like a baby anymore. Yes. Yeah. But oh, all right. All right. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the end of it. Parents listening, you can find Modern Dadhood on our website at moderndadhood.com. All of the episodes are there. You can find us on any major podcast platform that might be. I don't know, Apple Podcasts or what are some of the others? Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pocket Casts, Overcast. There's a zillion of them. You can find Modern Dadhood on any of them. Please do subscribe, leave us a review and a rating. Tell a friend about the show. All of these things would mean a lot to us. You can also find Modern Dadhood on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and so forth. Plug us into Google and see what happens. If there's someone in your life who likes to wear t-shirts or likes to wear hoodies, we have Modern Dadhood shirts and dad hoodies for sale on our website. Hit the shop button. Every order ships with a free Modern Dadhood sticker, which looks great on a laptop or the bumper of a car. We want to thank, as always, Casper Baby Pants and Spencer Albee for the music in Modern Dadhood. We want to thank Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio for always making us sound good. Check out his services at redvaultaudio.com. We want to thank Sarah and Jamie for just being the total badass, awesome moms they are and great partners. We love you guys and appreciate you guys so much. And because Mark's not here, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say thank you, listener, for listening. We'll be back soon, I promise. Podcast. Does it matter?